Hello, what's this week's Sports Zone on Salford City Radio? Amber Paxson, where we're talking all things sports in Salford. Join the show this week. As ever, we've got Paul Whiteside from the Devon Detail. Paul, this show, a special show, we're going to look at our fortunes of all our local uh, rugby league teams, Paul. So looking forward to see what's going on in the World Rugby League and our local tides. Yeah, certainly, Rob. Yeah, it's it's been busy so far, hasn't it? We, we're sort of at the halfway mark, really, now we're approaching it or in and around it, aren't we, for, for the season? And there's, a, there's been a lot going on in the local area regarding rugby league, you know, two professional sides. We've got ladies' teams, we've got the reserves, we've got the learning disabilities team. It's, it's all been going on this season so far. And uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting. Yeah, so we'll start with Salford Devils, uh, Paul, and uh, this week's game against Wigan Warriors. Uh, defeat at home to Wigan. Uh, talk us through it. Yeah, it was another tough one. I mean, we had a difficult game at Old Kingston Rovers the week before and and struggled in that game. And we, we, we made improvements. I think the first half against Wigan, you know, we were only trailing 6-0 at half-time. We got caught out on the left edge, didn't we, Harry Smith, going over. But 6-0 at half-time, we didn't have a lot of ball again. You know, Wigan defended really well and nullified us on attack, and we didn't have many chances. Really, I think it took over half an hour again for us to to really threaten the the, the Wigan line. Second half, I think my fear at half time was Wigan could find another gear, and, and they certainly did in that second half. You know, they scored uh, it's these five tries in the second half, and most of them came on the uh, on the right edge. They, they swapped wingers round. Liam Marshall went over to the side, and with Bevan French's his combination over there was deadly, and they, they opened up a thirty point lead. And we got a couple of late tries in the last five minutes to sort of get ourselves on the scoreboard. But I think it was Wigan's sort of clinicalness and the crisp passing and the speed of the of the play from them that just took the game away from us. The, the way they moved the ball out wide, we, we couldn't live with them, really. So they defended well, Wigan, and, and attacked really well and, and put us away comfortably, really. Yeah. Obviously, you know, looking back at sort of the, the game... Uh, you know, we're going to have a class team winning the uh, the Challenge Cup. You know, it showed uh, on, on, on Friday, Paul, that because they had that extra man in the tackle slowing the game down, it's little things like that uh, which makes the difference between the likes of Salford and Wigan. Yeah, they're a very professional outfit, Wigan. They certainly are, and they've got some some fantastic players. And I think you've got to give Matty Pete an awful lot of credit, the, the coach that's coming out. I remember at the start of the season, people were saying, "Oh, he's, he's only a young fellow; he's not experienced." And and people sort of wrote him off. You know, a lot of the media wrote Matty Pete off, and I think he's proving people wrong. He's got his. He's got his team playing a real good brand of rugby league. I mean, under Adrian Lamb, yeah, they had a good defence, and but people tended to say they were a bit dour and. They've not got that now. They've, they've got that mean defence, but they can also play some fantastic rugby. You know, some of them tries they scored the other night were, uh, were were great. And you know, they've got entertaining players like Bevan French, Cade Cust, who's out injured at the moment. Jai Field in there as well. The finishing skills of Liam Marshall. They've got young halfback in Harry Smith. You know, some some really good young forwards as well. So they've got the makings of a of a, a really top side. They've already won the cup this season. And you know, if you look last season, they were probably probably sort of arm's length from St. Helens. St. Helens always had the edge over them, but they beat Saints in the Challenge Cup and I think they're going to challenge them all the way in the league as well. So they could be up, be up for a visit to Old Trafford this season if they can keep that consistency and uh, you know avoid any major injuries. So I've been impressed with Wigan this season. I'm impressed with the, the brand of rugby that we played. We played them three times, Salford, and they've, uh, they've come out on top on three occasions against us now. Yeah, obviously, you know, our attack... On Friday, wasn't really clicking, was it? You know, Wigan, you know, happy just to sort of defend, and we weren't able to sort of break them down, were we? Really, Paul, until the last sort of ten minutes. Could you could you put your finger on on sort of why that was? 
I think there's a few factors, Rob. I think you've got to hand it to Wigan, as I said. I think their defence was was good. They're very, very tough in defence. The markers work extra hard. They move up quick. Um, with Salford as well, I thought our last tackle plays were a bit questionable sometimes. Mark's knees kicking. You know, more often than not, it was it was easy for Wigan to deal with. You know, it was a similar sort of kick every time. And, and a, another, another factor was we, we wasn't really... A, enjoying a lot of play the balls in the Wigan 20 really we weren't getting into those sort of positions where you can sort of throw the ball around and ask questions they were that physical with us and stopping our pack moving we weren't making the yards for, for the likes of Brody Croft Ryan Bradley Marks need to play so it's difficult it's difficult when you've got injuries and you, your squad's decimated and there's players out and we've got some some big forwards out there some big big size sizable men but we've got some big forwards in the in the team as well like some Alex Gerrard Jack Orman Ryden you know for one thing or another it's it's not been working the last couple of weeks for the forwards I mean the meters made against Hull Cow is pretty poor and I'm not sure about the stats against uh, against Wigan but we were well beaten in the in the pack I think their pack got on top of ours and stopped us building that platform so so it is difficult for the likes of Mark Sneed and Brodie Croft to, to, to play but you think you've got to credit Wigan they, they marshalled uh, Croft and Sneed and they were up on Croft very quickly and, and stopped him from from playing really yeah, uh, we spoke to Paul Rowlett, Alex Gerrard, Harvey Levert and Sam Luckley after the game. And this is what you have to say. Hi, Sam Luckley joins me. Mouthful of sandwiches. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Good to be back in the side. You know, you missed a few games. Good to be back today. Yeah, mate, absolutely loved it. Um, obviously, I had COVID and stuff and I was out for a few weeks. Um, and then had a game for the reserves. Got me, my lungs were on fire after the first five minutes. But, uh, yeah, it was good. And then got the call up again to play. So I love uh, putting that Salford uh, shirt on. Every week. Are you fixed up for next season yet, or are you still out of contract, or has anything been sorted yet? No, nothing's been sorted yet. I'm out of contract at the end of this year. Um, so yeah, I'd love to stay and everything. I'm chatting to Bleasy, sort something out, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Do you feel like that's extra pressure on yourself to perform well and maybe impress Paul Rowland? Yeah, I mean, even if I was signed up, that's you know, the, the, that's a standard I set myself. So um, regardless if I'm in contract or out of contract, I'll still try my best for the uh, for the team. But um, yeah, I think pressure-wise, yeah, you want to do well, so, yeah. How tough was it out there today? Wigan, good side, just won the Challenge Cup. Yeah. They're showing no signs of stopping at the moment, are they? No, I mean, you'd, after, you'd expect after they won the Challenge Cup, they're uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks off, but they've come out firing, and I think the first half we matched them. Um, I thought our D was pretty good, um, but it just shows what a quality side they are in the end. You know, they are relentless. They never stop, and... Um, yeah, they keep the speed of the game high. You come back into the side at the right time, though. I know it's Magic Weekend's coming up soon. Mm. You're desperate to play in that That's game, it. aren't you? You're going to get a try soon as well. I keep I saying know. you're going to score a try. You need to get a try at Magic Weekend. Say me prayers, eh? hopefully. Um, yeah, like I said, I, nothing will beat that first year. Uh, oh, sorry, last year when I played. Um, so, fingers crossed I get picked and uh, time it just right there. Eh? That's right, so you can keep fit. No more COVID. Don't be going breathing on people it, and uh, keep yourself fit and keep yourself in shape, mate. I'll just uh, lock myself away in my room. That's it. <laughs> That's the way to do. Thanks very much for coming and speaking to us, Sam. Tough night tonight and best luck next That's week. Right. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot, buddy. Joined by uh, Harvey Levet. Defeat tonight. How do you feel? Yeah, disappointing. Um, going from, from last week when we got a bit of a pumping, but um, we were on tonight, first half. We were looking good, 6 0. But then second half we, we just didn't turn up and I think our, our tackle let us down a bit. We need to execute a lot, but yeah, it didn't happen for us tonight. Yeah, second half obviously Wing came, scored four tries in something like 15 minutes. How does that feel like being a player on the other side of that? Yeah, it's tough. But um, you've got to go again, aren't you? We try after try and um, 
but we go again. I know we've got a bit of a week off now, and then uh, we go again uh, after that. Yeah, obviously, like you said, a week off. Was it a week of training, or we could just uh, reset and go again? Yeah, we, we're, in, we're in for a few days. We got, I think, about four days in, and then we'll get a bit of a rest, and then, uh, like you say, we go again the week after them. Brilliant. Thanks, Tokome. Hi, Alex Gerard joins me. A tough game that tonight, mate. What's your assessment of that? Um, tough one, to be fair, because all the boys work really hard. I think when we were good, we were good, and when we were bad, we were really bad. I don't think there was any middle ground. Um, you can't fault the lads' effort, um, but we've definitely got a few areas that we need to improve on for our next game. Tough going forward. You made a nice pass, though, sending uh, Tyler Dupree through there. I mean, you're not known for your standoff abilities, but that was a nice <laughs> ball he got out there. Yeah, it's good. I mean, um, all the front rows try and work well together and try and, you know, give the little tips in. Um, I'd say we've got a really good group of lads here, mate. Um, all the middles and that, you know, we all work really hard together and we're still learning each other's traits and learning how each other plays, but... I think you can tell in little things like that, but you know, hopefully as a collective we can um, we can keep improving and we can start to um, get on the right side of these games. It looked like he was in that game, 6-0 at half-time. Wigan just seemed to step up a gear in that second half. Was it hard to stay with him there? The pace they seemed to have on that right edge, it was hard to deal with. Wigan are a great side and they're clinical, and I don't think we were clinical tonight. And I think Wigan we, we just were more clinical than us, to be honest with you. They, um, they fully deserve the win and you know, like I say, I don't think you can fault our lads' efforts. We're just off in key areas and um, in big games like these, it makes a big difference. You want a personal note, you signed a new contract with Salford. You, you're looking forward to staying, you seem to have settled in really well this season. Yeah, I'm really enjoying my time here, you know. Rose is great, obviously I know Kurt Agatee. Um, like I say, we've got a really good group of lads here. Everyone wants to work really hard for each other. We've got the foundation, you know, we just need to try and put it all together now. Was it an easy decision for you to, to stay with Salford? Did, did you want that? Did you want to stay here? Yeah, 100%. Didn't look anywhere else, to be honest with you. When they came to me, you know, I was, I, um, like I say, really enjoyed my time here, so it was, uh, it was a no-brainer for me. Well done. Unlucky tonight, Alex. Well, thanks very much for speaking to us. Cheers, mate. Thank you. You said the attack was a bit clunky. Can you put your finger on why, do you think? Uh, it just happens. I think obviously credit to Wigan's defence, but regardless of defence, we, you know we've met Wigan now. This is our third time, and uh, so we, we knew what to expect there. Um, I, no, it just we like I said, we tried to thread a needle instead of being a little bit more direct and uh, just pulling the the wrong options at time. But that happens in in sport, it happens in rugby. Um, so uh, you know you. you you like to think you'd, you'd learn, but uh, I don't think there are actually lessons we need to learn. I think it, I think it was just one of them days where attack didn't 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 happen for us in uh, in most cases tonight. Yeah, the first half you were in your solid in the game. That's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's an 80-minute game, though, isn't it? So, like I say, we went toe to toe with the best team in the league, um, and and probably a reflection of, of where we're at and where they're at, if I'm being honest. So. Um, so you know we'd we'd like to get to where they're at, and uh, and, and that's why we keep working out. Yeah, obviously week off next week, obviously opportunity to build, and you know a big second half of the season. Yeah, as always, um, there's there's not to us it's keeping people fit. So uh, we'll see what what damage tonight's done to us, but I think we've got we're running with about 19 fit players at the minute, so non due back, um, and so yeah, it's, we we just go back to work. That's what it is, um, and. There's no, uh, you'll not hear any excuses or anything but from my group. We've got a good group and we'll just keep working hard. Obviously, like I say, no players coming back, no sign of players coming in. Kind of a tough situation, you know? I think that's the way, isn't it? In, Sol- in uh, Salford, so I hear. So, uh, um, yeah, that's what it is. I'm just doing a few exercises here in case you need me or Trevor. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, we might give you a shout, Jack, in the way. <laughs> Brilliant, cheers. Cheers. 
So, obviously, you know, all the the boys there disappointed with the result and obviously looking back, uh, you know, through the game, they could see, you know, different reasons why why they why they obviously underperformed. Uh, but hopefully that's out of the system now uh, with this week off. They can, uh, you know, walk forward. Yeah, the, the, there's some tough games coming up, Rob, now, isn't there? I mean, we've got the week off now for the international game next weekend and um, the, the week after that, we've got Wakefield at home on, on a Sunday. You know, Wakefield have been improving. They've had some good results recently. And, you know, they're in and around us in the table now. So that's a massive game that for us to win. So the players have got to concentrate on that now. I think the game after that, we play Warrington. So there's some tough matches coming up, you know, over the next few weeks. You've got the Magic Weekend as well. You've got trips to, to France next month. So it's going to be a tough old time next few months now for us. And we've just got to keep going and, and picking up results and picking up wins as, as best we can. It's going to be a tough test. But, uh, you know, this, this is what you're in Super League for. You, you challenge yourself against the best teams week in, week out. Yeah. Obviously, looking back at the season so far uh, for, for Salford Red Devils, bit of a mixed bag, really. We've showed promise. You know, we've got some good results, but a lot of injuries, a lot of suspension, suspensions. Paul Rowley's squad sort of contracted in size as the season's gone on. Um, and obviously, with the difficulties in recruitment, uh, you know, it's, it's really a tough job he's got on his hands at the moment. Yeah, it, it has been tough. I mean... You, you talk about injuries there. We lost James Greenwood early doors, didn't we, to a season-ending injury. Shane Wright has picked up an injury. I spoke to Shane at the weekend after, after the match. I had a quick chat with him outside the ground and he said he's hopefully going to be back within a month or so, mm. which is which is good because, uh, you know, I, don't, I think we were expecting him to be out longer than that. But it seems like he's been out for ages, has it? But he's back and doing well in his rehab, he said, and he could be back within the next three or four weeks. So that'd be a big boost for us. But you like to see King Runner, yeah, you are. He's, he's a big man. And, uh, you know, we, we've missed him. But as you said, there, it has been a bit of a mixed bag for us. It was a great start to the season, winning at Castleford early, you know, in the first game. Then we backed up with a good win against Toulouse. Then the wheels sort of came off then, didn't they? At Hull, you had a defeat at Hull, a big defeat at Huddersfield, a very disappointing defeat against Hull Kaira at home in a, in a game where we never really performed. Then we got a, a result against Leeds, didn't we? So, um, you know, it's been peaks and troughs. We had a couple of wins here, then gone on a, a couple of defeats, and then we backed up a few weeks ago, didn't we, with the Cass and Leeds wins on the back of the good result. Well, a good performance, sorry, at St. Helens. We didn't get the result, but a good performance. So it's been a bit in and out, really. I think for, for me, when we've when we've been at our sort of most vulnerableist, you know, likes of Wigan away and, and Saints, where we've been really scratching around for players and we've been really short, that's when we've performed better really you know when we've been backs against the wall so um so yeah it has been a real mixed bag this season as you said it is and it is a disappointment obviously you know because you know we've got targets haven't we you know when you start off quite well and, and you're winning games you know you start dreaming of that playoff spot but you know when you start losing and, and you know the, the squad starts getting smaller with injuries and suspensions you know as a team we, we, we seem to lack that bit of bit of uh, you know class and it's it's just an interesting situation where Paul Rowler hasn't got the investment available to him to replace these injured players so we we have to go with what we've got which is fine because the effort is commitment and is there from his players but you know, these top in Super League, the difference between an average team and a good team is that little bit of class. And if you aren't investing in uh, the team and getting players in, you might get left behind. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's funny how things can change week after week. If you go back a couple of weeks, as I mentioned before, we, we, we were unlucky at Wigan. 
we played really well at St. Helens and we bounced back with victories over Leeds and Cass and, and things were really looking up. The supporters were buzzing. We were, there was talk of the playoffs and I think perhaps we all got a bit carried away with that and we got brought back down to earth with a bump, didn't we, at Hunkingston Rovers in a game where, I'm not saying we expected to win, but I think we expected a better performance than what we got. Um, and then obviously that hangover has carried on into the to the win game. Another, not a massive defeat, but you know, it was big enough, wasn't it? You know, Smith missed a few goals for, for Wigan and they beat us at a canter, really. So you, you're looking now at the Wakefield game coming up and, and you know, it's, you don't want to overplay that game and, and, and pile loads of pressure on yourself, but that, that's a big game now. You, you need to, to book the trend and, and get a result because you don't want the sides behind you, Wakefield and Toulouse, to start picking up victories and, and catch you up. Because I am looking at Toulouse's fixtures recently and I think um, in the month of July, they play four or five home games back to back. You know, in, in, in hot conditions in the south of France, they could get in a bit of a role there, win a couple of games, three or four matches, say they were to win a few on the bounce. Then then they're right back in, in, in the survival mode, aren't they? They're dragging other teams down with them. So it's going to be a tough end to the season, a tough second half to the season. And um, there's still a lot of twists and turns to go. But I'm confident that the players, they've shown enough this season in matches, you know, to, to say there's enough for us to, to stay in that Super League. Yeah, obviously with Super League, everything's so compact, you know, very competitive at the top. You know, at the bottom, you know, teams taking points at each other. Salford kind of in the middle of this sort of situation where chasing the pack, you know, for the top sort of playoff spots, but also might get sucked into the to the relegation battle. So Paul Rowley has kind of a, a real challenge getting his players into a mental space where, you know, they're not overawed by, by both events might happen. That's it. I think Super League this season has been been pretty competitive, really. I mean, there's no real runaway leaders at the moment. You you know, at the start of the season, everybody's talking about St. Helens or they, they, they're doing the business again. But, you know, Wigan's emerged, as we've just mentioned, and they look really, really solid. You've got Huddersfield Giants who are winning games, surprising teams. Catalan Dragons look a real force, especially in the south of France. They, they had a big victory over Hull again this weekend. Hull are another side. They, they promised a lot this season. Looked like they were doing well. Jake Connors picked up a, a bad injury and they've got lamped at the weekend. So they're dropping away a bit. They've lost a few games on the bounce. Hulking Sarovas are hit and miss. Castleford are a bit hit and miss. I think really you've got your know, most sides can on the day can beat each other. And Toulouse proved that, didn't they, when they beat St. Helens? So um, I think there's an awful lot of twists and turns to go between now and the end of the season. And you know, you've got that magic weekend as well, which it's coming up as well soon. That that can be another weekend where you can get strange scores, can't you? And um, and yeah, as far as Salford are concerned, it's just a, a case of we keep our heads down now and and just keep working away. And you would like to hope that the results will come. Yep. And obviously off the field, Salford Devils really making a massive effort in the community organising uh, sort of rugby galas in different areas of, of the city, trying to attract play, uh, sort of fans in, you know, great sort of communication with schools now through Paul Trainer and his, uh, you know, ability to reach out to schools and bring them in, you know, it really good attendances, you know, following events like that. And it's really important that the club continue to try and invest in spectators, you know, coming into the club uh, and hopefully it will uh, generate uh, bigger crowds in the future. 
Definitely, definitely. It was great to see uh, such a such a good, lively atmosphere and, and, and crowd against against Wigan the weekend just gone. I think it was just shy of six thousand there, which I means some people might say, "Oh, that's not a big crowd." What are you talking about? But it's better than what we have been getting in, in previous years. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, and, and we've noticed that this season. There's a real buzz around the stadium now. People are talking about me. You. you go on Twitter and you see people there. Who, I've read loads of stories where people it's the first time they've been. They've really enjoyed it. They're going to go back again, and I think that's the the buzz that's been created. All right, we didn't win the game on uh, on Friday night just gone against Wigan but there's a tremendous atmosphere there you had the armed forces there and you know celebrating the great work that they do there's always something going on at the stadium on match days and I think that's credit to the, the people at the club who, who work behind the scenes as well so they make it a really good night a really enjoyable night at Salford and uh, and yeah if, if you've not been to a game this season and you're listening to us on the, on the radio you know get yourselves there and, and check it out I don't think you'll be disappointed I think you'll you'll, you'll enjoy it and have a good time yeah, the other club are going, and you know, only one direction, Paul, and it's and it's up. Obviously, you know, the community getting engaged, um, and that's what it's all about. You know, all these other clubs that we've we visit, you know, throughout the year, they all have great links with the community. And I think Salford are on a step, stepping stone to that, and it's exciting times uh, for Paul, Paul Rowley and and his men and and the people behind the, the scenes because you know, as a, as a club, we've we've come so far uh, compared to the, the club that we followed 20 years ago when it was just about the first team and nothing else. Well, that's right. Yeah, there's so many more strings to the bow now, if you say. And a lot of it's happened this season, hasn't it? I mean, the, the club's gone uh, gone forward this season uh, with new teams, the ladies team and, you know, it's, it's been great to see, really. It's generated an awful lot of interest uh, around the local community. And as you said there, we, we, we have become a community club over the last few years and there's nobody there pumping the money in, and which is, is difficult sometimes. But, you know, everybody's been mucking and haven't they? Everyone's been doing their job and, I've got supporters, trust there, people there who are raising lots and lots of money for, you know, to, for the reserve team, and everyone's trying to help out, aren't they? It's a real sort of community spirit at Salford, and it, hopefully we can keep attracting more people and more sponsorship, and and things keep going forward. I mean. I suppose our future is in the lap of the gods, really, at the moment. We don't know what, what stadium we're going to be playing in the next couple of years. Um, I I don't know. I, I've been torn between this. I mean, I've had people say to me, oh, it'd be great at Moor Lane. It'd be like the Willows and, and things like that. And then there's a part of me that sort of thinks, we're doing really well at the AJ Bell Stadium. Now, we've, oh, it's going to change its name soon, isn't it? But the, the Salford Stadium, we'll call it, or whatever, you know, where we are now. And, you know, we've been there over 10 years now, and that's become our, our home. So... Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Me personally, at the moment, I think I'd like us to stay there and keep building what we're building. It's it's marvelous when you see the East Stand packed full of kids and school children, and you know, like at the weekend with the armed forces, you know, you know, people from all walks of the community there. I think it's great. So if we were to leave there and have to start somewhere else, you, you lose that sort of snowball effect, don't you? So. So, yeah, we'll have to watch what happens, but it has been a positive season and let's hope that the, the first team on the pitch can uh, can keep going now and just keep pushing up the table. Yeah, obviously, you know, the last few weeks, uh, Paul, news has broken that local businessman uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Gerrard uh, is thinking about buying the AJ Bell Stadium and Salford Red Devils. Uh, that would make a massive difference, you know, in in you know, regarding our future, um, obviously Paul King doing a fantastic job, uh, and Paul Trainer and all the people sort of behind the scenes. But 
it's all about the juice in the tank. And obviously, Bastien Gerard, you know, a very, you know, rich businessman, uh, lots of uh, things that he does in the, in the local community business wise. So if he can get involved in the club, it might take us to that next level. We have been there before. Uh, with Marman Kukash, uh, but you're hoping that if this does come off and he does invest in the club, it will be different this time round. Yeah, you'd like to think if it did happen that that Mr. Gerard had sort of learned from the mistakes that that Mr. Kukash made. So you know he must be looking at that. Um, you know he's a businessman and he's not a successful businessman for for nothing. So yeah, we'll have to watch this space on that one. It, it has seemed to have gone a bit quiet. I know the club have been talking to him, haven't they? So you don't know what's going to go on. I mean these sort of takeovers and, and and people buying clubs. It's not just a case of meeting someone having a cup of tea with them saying yeah I'll buy the club. It takes a long time doesn't it to to sort things out and, and talk things out it's difficult business now especially with the stadium and the state of the stadium you've got a couple of different parties there haven't you You've got the councillor involved as well sales sharks are involved so it's that that's a difficult situation to be in so we'll have to just hope for the best and hope you know we get a good deal out of it whatever happens and whichever way it goes it might it will be interesting obviously you know with with everything going on and obviously sale and uh, Salford City FC you know looking to, to purchase a stadium and whether uh, if we can't sort of get our involved in that in that deal uh, will he still want to invest because obviously the, the deal is at the moment that we we go to sort of more lane and 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 that they play the AJ Bell. So do we, do we think that there's enough potential in uh, you know the Peninsula Stadium, more lane for Salford to sort of generate their own money and 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 sort of invest heavily into the club because that's the that's the big difference obviously with the AJ Bell Stadium. You've got you know corporate boxes, you, you've got you know lots of things that you might not have at the Peninsula. I think one other thing you've got the the AJ Bell Stadium. If you're trying to sell the club to a player, particularly an overseas player, mm. you've got more chance of selling it to him at the AJ Bell than you have at Moor Lane. Um, if you brought like a top Australian over and you're trying to sell him at the stadium, this is this is me being a realist. I know I'm not having a dig at Moor Lane whatsoever. Um, I'm just saying it, you know, by the by the, the state of the two stadiums. But I think it's a difficult one. I mean. You could be successful at Moor Lane. You don't know. You could pack it out every week. You could build there. You could make it bigger. I'm not so sure how that would work, but I'm sure there'd be some way around it. You make the best of wherever your home is, don't you? Um, and I'm sure Paul King and the people running the club will make the right decision for Salford. And, and we just got to hope, fingers crossed, that we get a good decision and, and, and the decision is right for us. Um, I've heard people say to me, "Oh, you'll be finished if you go to Moor Lane. You know, there won't be the money. You won't have the crowds, and you know, the ground's not big enough for Super League. Won't meet the standard. So, there's all sorts of. Everyone's got an opinion, haven't they, on it? And and everyone's got their theory of where they'd like us to play and their preference. So, it, it like I said, it'll be in the lap of the gods, won't it? Whatever happened will happen, and uh, we've just got to make them make the best of it, haven't we? So it, it'll be interesting. It'll be exciting. And it'll be nerve-wracking as well, won't you, finding out which way the, f- the future of the club goes. Yeah. Let's talk about our other uh, local rugby league club, Swinton Lions now, Paul. Uh, you know, we're tipped to sort of become uh, automatic promotion favourites uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, but struggling. Uh, well, not struggling, finished, you know, third in the table. Uh, but do we think that, you know, they should be higher? 
Well, it's been a tough start for them. You know, Keith Lacugas have, have looked pretty good up to now. They've won nine from nine. Look pretty unstoppable. I know they've made some signings as well, haven't they? In the week, Junior Sow's gone there. They've got some experience there in the, the team. You know, they've got getting good crowds there at Cougar Park. So if you go back to the 90s, they were getting five or 6,000, weren't they? Cougar Mania, and they were, they were knocking on the door of Super League. And I think, you know, looking back, they were very hardly harshly done to, really. They probably should have been in Super League, wouldn't it, for the, for the sort of politics that went on back then. So they're, they're, they're one of the top sides in the league. Um, you've got North Wales Crusaders who are just above as well, Rochdale Hornets, Swinton. So, you know, they, they're only two points behind. They've only lost two from nine. So they've made a good start and just come up short a couple of times in some tough games. You know, North Wales are no mean feat. They're, they're a tough side to beat at Colwyn Bay. And they've got a good a good coach as well. So as a, as of, um, of Keithley, so it, it's going to be difficult it's going to be a really difficult league this and we've said that at the start of the season you've got about half a dozen clubs that are, you know could could finish in that top two and, and gain promotion so um, it's all about being consistent now for Swinton we say it every week they've got some tough games coming up they're a good home side you've got to take that away from home as well and keep taking points but, uh, but no they've got some good players in the team and I, th- I think they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season Yeah uh, Swinton Lions played Rochdale Hornets on, on Sunday. You went to the game, Paul. Uh, you know, tell us all about it. Well, it was a Sunday tea time clash for Swinton Lions in their match against uh, Greater Manchester rivals Rochdale Hornets. Swinton coming out on top as well in the game. Fantastic match it was. I'll give you the team lineups for that game as well. Swinton lined up with Dan Abram, Mike Book, Max Roberts, Jaden Hatton, Richard Lapore, Lewis Ells, Jack Hansen, Lewis Charnock, Lewis Hatton, Mitch Cox, Rodri Lloyd, Lewis Brogan, and George Roby. On the bench with Matty Wilkinson, Jordan Case, Billy Brickhill, and Dean Meadows, Rochdale Hornets had some uh, some big names in their side as well. Greg McNally started at fullback. They also had Kieran Dixon in there, a former London Broncos player. Rangi Chase was at standoff. Gavin Benyon, former Swinton forward, was in there also. Fui Fui Moiwe was on the bench. And uh, Salford's Connor Aspie who's on loan at uh, Rochdale Hornets. Sean Penkovich as well, he's a veteran now. He must be knocking on a bit. He's been all over the show. But yeah, a good game it was between the two sides. Swinton coming out on top with tries from Brogan, Roby Lloyd. But and uh, Cox got a late try as well. Uh, Abraham kicked seven goals and it finished Swinton 34, Rochdale Hornets 14. So a massive win for Swinton Lions. We were saying on the sports zone in the last couple of weeks they've had a, a couple of bad results against North Wales and, and Keith Lee Cougars, but uh, a win for the playoff chasing Lions today against Rochdale Hornets. So that victory takes Swinton up to second place in the Betfred League One. Keith Lee Cougars are top, they won again. On Sunday afternoon, they're top with 10 wins from 10 matches. Swinton are second with 16 points with 8 wins from their 10 games. North Wales Crusaders follow on points difference in third place. Rochdale Hornets are two behind Swinton now in fourth. Doncaster fifth, Hunslet sixth, Oldham seventh. So it's a massive league at the moment. Swinton Lions next fixture. There's no game next weekend with it being the international break. Their next fixture comes a week on Saturday, 25th of June when they're away from home against London Scholars. London Scholars are currently down in ninth of the place in the table. You'd expect Swinton to get a result there, but nothing's given in this league. So a good win for Swinton today. They're back in action in a couple of weeks. So, obviously, you know, we're looking forward now, Paul, you know, rest of the season. You know, they played really well, uh, Swinton. Let's be fair, they've got some outstanding players who have put in a real shift. Yeah, they certainly have. They've got some talent in that side. We we, we talk about the players on Mike, but I mean he, he more or less scores every week, doesn't he? You've got Rodri Lloyd playing there. There's, there's some some real talent in that side, and some of those players have been there a number of years as well. So it's not like they've it's not been a revol- revolving door at Swinton over the last few years. They've they've kept sort of a hardcore of, of that side who stayed loyal to them. So 
So it'd be great to see them back in the in the championship. I mean, they made a real fist of it under Stuart Little in the championship a couple of years ago and had some good wins. I mean, an unforgettable win against Huddersfield Giants away in the Challenge Cup. I mean, a tremendous day for the club. And uh, and and yeah, I, I'd like to see them go back up again this season. Also, got one of the nicest kits I think in in rugby league with the with a white V. Mm. You can't you can't not that's a, a super shirt. So so yeah. I think it's going to be a really exciting league for them this this season. We keep saying that they've got some big games to come. They've got some big games at home to come as well. They played some tough away games, so it's about making um, making their ground a fortress there at Sale. And uh, you know, it's a good day out as well. You know, it's a, they do a really good job there at, at Swindon. Yeah. And I think obviously like Dan Abraham, that you know that the fullback kicking goals as well. You know, it's this time where a team, if they've got a good goal kicker, if they can go, you know, every try and make it six every 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 score, big difference in, in games for me. And I think, you know, Dan Abraham has that ability to, to tack on the extra two, and that makes a big difference moving forward. He certainly does, yeah. And I mean, looking at stats and things like that, you know, sides that do go up in the sixes, if you can score 18 points in a match. You've got a massive chance of winning that game, and if you're going up three tries, three goals, you're in with a real chance there, aren't you? And you know every side that's that's won leagues and won cups and things like that. I've had that talisman in the team, haven't that that goal kicker. I mean, Salford, we've got one at the moment now. Mark Steen, I think his percentage of of kicks is around the 78, 79 percent mark, which is not the best in the league, but it's it's, it's not the worst. It's pretty good that. Uh, so if you've got that sort of player in your side, it's, it gives you a massive boost, doesn't it? And uh, yeah, yeah, Swinton have got a, a player there who, who, who is who is a top-notch kicker. Yeah, and you know the, the likes of Jack Spencer, ex Salford, Mike Butt, like you said, one of the top try scorers at uh, Swinton Lions, and you know they've got strike power all over, and and they do when they click, they do score a few times. They've gone over the fifty mark in a in a, in a game, and you, that that's a good thing, obviously, moving forward. That you've got the ability uh, to really, you know go through teams and score tries yeah definitely definitely and and it, it's a funny league that um, league one this season it, like, you've got those sort of half a dozen clubs that I mentioned before the likes of Oldham Keithley North Wales Rochdale Twinton and then you've got some of the, the lesser known teams at the bottom the likes of the Midlands Hurricanes Cornwall West Wales uh, Coventry sorry that's Midlands Midlands is Coventry now sorry they changed the name but you've got those sides who are the lesser known ones that you know you should be getting a good result against, really. So, you know, one week you're thumping somebody with 50 points, and then the week after you've got a really tough test. So it it's a league where you've got to be on your game, really, and you've got to be at a consistent level. You can't afford to, to rest one week and then hit your straps the week after, because we know in rugby league that can be a dangerous game. If you're not battle-hardened and ready, you can get caught cold early doors in the game, can't you? So that that, that is difficult at the moment in that league. But as I keep saying, they weren't tipped to... to um, to do well for nothing, Swinton. You know, bookies aren't always wrong, aren't very often wrong, to be honest with you. And they, they've got a good squad, good strong squad there. And I'm expecting a sort of a good end to the season for them. Now, as I keep saying, it's about consistency. It really is. And you know, I think Keithley, as I've said, I, I think they're going to be the side to beat. Everybody seemed to say North Wales at the start, but you know, they've dropped off the pace a bit. And um, and yeah, Swinton just going to keep going as best they can. Yeah. One in, one out uh, for Swinton uh, this week, uh, Paul. Ben Hayes uh, has been released uh, by Swinton because he wants to go back and play in, in, in sort of the community. He's played 13 times. He's scored seven tries. So a bit of a sort of a blow for that because he's one of the, you know, one of Swinton's main strike players. Yeah, that's a good ratio, that, in, in his matches there. So not so sure if that's for personal reasons or whether he's got a good job. Because you know, what we've got to remember is outside Super League, 
these lads, there's not many who are full-time professionals. I'm like, I don't think there's any at Swinton who are full-time. I might be wrong, but you know, a lot of these lads have got jobs, haven't they? And you know, some lads will have good jobs, and whereas their their other job will be the main source of income in their household or for, or for them anyway. So it's not the rugby league career that pays the mortgage; it'll be the job that they've got. So you know, you've got to look at that bigger picture. Sometimes it's not as as comfortable as being a Super League player. I mean, I, I know Super League players don't get the sort of money that, that football players get, but you know they probably get a lot more than what a Championship player or a, or a League One player gets. So you, you've got to you've got to plan your life out accordingly, haven't you? So um, so yeah, that's a blow for Swinton, but uh, but no, bringing a player in as well to uh, to take his place. Yeah, they've signed uh, Josh Milthorpe from from Batley outside back. Uh, he's going to obviously come in and, and hopefully take the Lions to that next level. Yeah, he's coming from a good side in Batley, you know, a good solid championship team, and he's he's played at that level before. So dropping down to to League One, he, you know, with, with that championship experience, that should uh, should give Swinton a, a boost. He's he's a big lad. He's got a bit of pace as well, from what I've seen, and yeah, that should be a good sign. That I mean, when you look at the leagues. We talk about championship being a big drop down from Super League and there's a massive gulf between the sides. I think the same can be said about the jump from League One to the championship. There is a big jump there as well and we've seen that with teams coming up. It's very difficult for a side promoted from League One to survive in the championship with the money there and the big name team. So so I think it'll be a good addition to the squad and hopefully push Swinton forward. Yeah, uh, obviously on Saturday, England faced the Combined Nations. Big test uh, for England moving forward to the World Cup. Yeah, it certainly was. I did see uh, Sean Wayne at the the match on, on Friday night, keeping his eye on things. I know he does a bit of work at Wigan, doesn't he? He's on their sort of coaching side. And, you know, he'll be looking at his, his, his England side now with a World Cup coming up this year. And, you know, this, this game is a perfect opportunity, really. And if you like it, a trial game against the uh, the Combined Nations, it's it's a game where they can... We don't have a lot of international games, do we, now, you know, to build up. You know, in football, they play friendlies, don't they, leading up to big tournaments. But you know, this game here is, is, is a test and hopefully we can field our strongest side and be ready because it's going to be difficult. I mean, I watched the State of Origin last week, North Queensland and New South Wales. Wow, what a game that was. And you've got two sides there that could probably test England, really test England. So, and they've got the, the, all those players to pick from. So it's going to be going to be super tough, that World Cup. But obviously this game gives us good preparation for it. Yeah. Talking about uh, the, the rugby league, sort of the game as a whole, Paul, the, the women's games exploded uh, on the scene over the last sort of 12 months. And so for the Devils are at the sort of the peak of that. Uh, they brought in, uh, you know, invented a women's side, uh, which are going great guns at the moment. Yeah, I think 12 months ago, we were nowhere near. We, we, we were never mentioned when it came to, to women's rugby league. I mean, it was all St. Helens and, and Leeds and sort of Castle for one of the, the sides that you used to see in the paper on the television. And, and from, from nowhere, really, we had that game against Swinton and Lions, didn't we, our first ever game. And, and from there, it's become a weekly thing now, hasn't it? It's all for the ladies usually winning as well more often than not so and uh, yeah don't forget Swinton Lions ladies as well so both both our local clubs are well represented in that um, in that part of the the rugby league family if you like and and, and both doing well and, and creating a buzz and, and and inspiring the next generation of ladies as well it's exciting times definitely uh... Paul and Salford Devils are top of the championship at the moment. Chris Bates, you know, and his ladies, you know, un, well, were undefeated until sort of a couple of weeks ago when, when they, they lost to Alton. But, you know, playing some fantastic rugby as well. And, you know, they've got some real stars in that team, the likes of uh, Demi Jones uh, and Louise Fellingham. And, uh, you know, there's, there's try scorers all over that team. 
They certainly is, and they play some exciting brand of rugby. And you know, we, when you spoke to uh, the coach, uh, Chris Bates, he's he told us, hasn't he, about the um, about the training, the stuff they put themselves through in the training. They're staying for extra training, and you know, really working hard. They've got a real pride in what they're trying to do. And you know, they, they're not just a Mickey Mouse outfit, are they? they, they, they I mean, I know they're not professional, but they treat it like they're professional with the amount of work that they put in and the dedication they've got to, to do better and get better. And, you know, people might say, oh, you're not going to get to that Super League for a few years. But these ladies want to get there, don't they? They want to get as high as they can. So we'd put it past them. If they keep getting better and improving and, and winning matches and growing stronger as a side and adding players to that, you know, the world's their oyster, it really is. And it's, it's been marvellous to see. But I think, you know, the coaching staff as well, you know, hats off to them. They all have full-time jobs as well. Probably they don't just do the, the rugby, do they? So they've got a lot of commitments in their lives. People have got families, kids, and yet they're doing all this and, and, and making a real good job of it as well. Yeah. I spoke to one of the stars of that team, Steph Gray, uh, about the season so far. This is, what you, this is what she had to say. So we're joined by Salford Devils Ladies Centre, Steph Gray. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, congratulations on your weekend quarterfinal League Cup win against Inlingworth. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I think we started off strong. Uh, we got a try in the first couple of minutes. Uh, but something that probably was our downfall was our line speed, which was probably from the previous week against Shrewsbury was a similar situation. Like we scored and then they just came back at us and just our line speed, unfortunately, just uh, unravelled and they got a try. We managed to like come back at 16-6 um, at the half-time score. Um, I think it was really good because in the second half we rallied as a group of girls um, to come back and um, beat them um, by another 30 points on the board. So yeah. it was a good second half for us, really. Yeah, it was a tough environment. Uh, obviously, you know, going to places like Killingworth when you're sold for a Devils ladies, you're you're a, a sort of a team to get sort of knocked off your perch, aren't you, with everything going on. So it's good that we got there and we did a job. Yeah, I think definitely. I think we kind of went there and people saw us as this like professional outfit, mm -hmm. which we do strive to be on and off the field. Um, we train hard. When we get there, we make sure like we're acting professional, no messing around, and we're there to do a job basically at the end of the day. I think it was a tough environment to be in. The fans were giving a lot of um, us grief on the sidelines, mm. and I think that could have may have swayed the ref one way or another, but that's just kind of sometimes the way of the game. Yeah. It kind of shows character how we responded to that. Like in the second half, we showed why we are a league above them in the championship and what we strive to be and why we want to be um, the best we can possibly be. Yeah. Uh, Semi final is against Jubri Moore. Uh, we beat them uh, two weeks ago, thanks to two tries from y from yourself. Uh, it'll be a you know big game. Obviously, you've played them before. They've played us. Uh, you know, both teams know a bit about each other. It's going to be a, an absolute classic. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good um, game. I think. As our previous game against them showed, it could have gone either way. They had the fight to come back at 16-16. I think that shows the character they've got, uh, but also the depth and character that we've got to kind of push on. And when we need to kind of put foot to floor, we can do that. And I also think, like, hopefully against them, we'll have players that were missing in that game um, back on the pitch, like Vanessa and um, Lucy, and they'll make a huge difference to the squad. Yeah. What's it been uh, like playing uh, for, for Salford this season with all the excitement uh, sort of on and off the field? I think it's been like really good. I think like 
off the field, the hype we've been getting is incredible. Like, um, I've never played for a club where they've really supported the women as much, like the publicising us all over their socials. I think it's just so nice to see how much support we are getting and how much faith they have within us to believe how like far we could go as a club. I think, like, on the field, in terms of the squad, I think it's great. Like, we all came in, a couple of people knew each other, but as a team, we've just grown from strength to strength. Um, it shows them performances at Ellingworth, like people like Jenna came on um, to step in at Hooker and she settled the game and that probably really helped us um, to go on and win that game as well as we did. Um, I think the environment's really good, everyone's gelling well and we're so new, we've still got so much growth to go and it's like amazing to see how far we could potentially go. Yeah. We spoke to head coach Chris Bates early in the season. He predicted you'd be along, among the top try scorers in the division. Uh, you've so far got six tries in eight games. Um, How does that make you feel? Obviously, he's singling you out as being one of our main, main uh, strike uh, players. <laughs> it puts quite a lot of pressure, actually. I remember when he said it, and I was like, oh, don't be daft. I was <laughs> like, I'd just be happy to get a couple of tries. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. Like We've got strike force all over the field. Like We've got uh, my winger, Lauren, like... If I just set up and scores, I'm happy with that. Like, for me, it doesn't really necessarily matter who scores the tries, as long as we're playing well and we're playing as a team. Mm. Um, and then you've obviously got Lightning McEwen who's come in and, like, she's just a try-scoring machine. So, it's just great to see that it doesn't matter who scores. They've scored, like, scores all over the field, really. Yeah. Uh, you, you say that, but pressure, pressure is a privilege. And I saw your tries against Featherstone Lions, was it, where you went sort of 80 metres off the back of absolutely nothing, really. And that, and that kind of shows the class, I think, that you've got, you can see some of it and just make it happen. Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess it was just a lucky bounce of the ball and I just spotted a gap and went. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's great to see that, like, there's gaps available and, like, if you take a gap, you just kind of got to run and make sure, like, you see at home. Yeah, obviously unbeaten in the league, uh, League Cup semi-final, playing fantastic in the Nines competition at Warrington and possible uh, wild card entrance. Uh, how far can this team go? That's it's a very good question. Um, I think at the moment we're just trying to stay grounded. Like Obviously, we'd love to win the league, we'd love to win the Cup, and that are, is, is our aim. As a group of girls, we do... Um, want to be like the best we could possibly be and I think we've all got jobs outside of this but as a women's team we want to strive to be the best we could possibly be um, and who knows where the limit is like if we keep playing the way we're playing and we keep being there for each other and supporting each other and people are developing and growing day by day I think the aim would be we would get into Super League but that's just an ambition that would we would want for the club And what would that be like sort of playing in Super League for Salford? I think that would be amazing, I think, to have a women's and a men's team, both in the Super League. I think that's just great for the club like, as a whole, the publicity. And I think so far, the publicity Salf has given us as a women's team, and we're not yet in the Super League, is great. Like It's phenomenal to see. It's so supporting and encouraging, and it really makes us want to like wear the badge of pride and go out there every week and give our all. Yeah. Uh, off the field, your cousin of former Salford captain Lee Mossop. Has he been giving you any tips uh, on, on, on how to play? Probably not giving you tips on how to score tries because he's scored more tries than he has in his career. <laughs> yeah, I think he, the basis of it was just go out there, enjoy yourself, play hard. And like, he's had a lot of injuries in his time. I guess, like, you just don't take that for granted. You go out there and you enjoy the game and you play for each other and play for the team. 
Um, and I think like he's shown his support because he offered to be my sponsor this year and he said he's going to come down to some games and stuff. So that'll be like nice. And I know like Salford gave him a lot within his career. I think it's like great to see that potentially they could give me the same. Yeah. Hull Kingston Rovers away uh, this weekend. Uh, be, be a tough game that. Yeah, it will definitely be tough. I think um, it's in their home ground. It's going to be a long coach journey up there. It's just going to see the conditions, how we're going to do when we get there. Um, I think we're going to prepare hard this week, go hard in training, and then hopefully we'll be set and ready to go into the game. We have still got quite a few people out of injuries, which is a shame, but I guess with the squad and the depth we've got, we'll just adapt to that and just hopefully we can give out the performance that um, the fans want. Obviously, we've got the, the semi-final coming up, but do you think as, as players it's going to be difficult to kind of focus on sort of the next game in front of you and not look forward to that to that big semi? I think like it's difficult. I think if we want to get to that semi-final, the best in that semi, we need to take every game as it comes. So the league games are great. Like, you can't really compare the league to the cup. I think it's a different thing. Your league, your bread and butter, as you always say on the podcast. <laughs> I think that's, like, the main thing you focus on. And I think um, we've got to get through the league. And then um, in the cup, we'll then when the cup comes, we'll look at that and we'll play the cup the way we play it. Yeah, we'll add the bread and butter to the podcast bingo and we'll put your name by it. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Big thanks for, for coming on. Congratulations on the win at weekend and good luck on uh, on the weekend against... Uh... Thank you very much. Thank you. Salford Red Devils ladies were in action this weekend uh, against uh, Stanley. Uh, the team, uh, the 18 that started, were Lucy McKeon at fullback, Lauren Ellison, Steph Gray, Alex Simpson, who returned um, from taking part in the UK National Tap uh, competition, where, he sc- where she scored one of the top tries of the competition. So she was back in action for the Red Devils. Uh, Epi Fletcher is on the wing, Louise Fellingham, Demi Jones, Darcy Price, Tamsin Korokoran, Abby Collins, Sani- Serena Tamau, uh, Salford's new uh, England prop forward, um, making I think it's her second appearance for the club. Uh, Helena Walker and Laura Bent was at loose forward on the bench. Was YPS, Hannah Wicks, Jenna Monks, Casey Naylor, and Vanessa Hadley, who's uh, returned after a spell on the sidelines. So it was first the third at Lord Street, Caddyshead uh, uh, this weekend. Uh, Salford take on uh, Stanley. Salford opened the scoring with a try from Great Britain Teacher Centre Alex Simpson, uh, fresh from her touch UK touch competition over in the corner to give Salford the lead. Uh, Salford scrum half, Demi Jones uh, kicked a penalty which was approaching half-time and Salford went in 6-0 up. Second half, Stanley hit back, um, really put Salford under cosh. But Chris Bates' ladies showed their guts and determination because obviously top teams you know, will be challenged throughout the season and I really do think uh, that this was a real test for the ladies which they passed with flying colours. Tries from Steph Gray, Lucy McKeown and Casey Naylor gave uh, the victory to Chris Bates' ladies. Very chuffed with the performance after last week's uh, defeat at Alton, but I'm sure they've bounced back uh, with with success uh, this weekend, and I'm sure they'll continue to drive forward uh, to that grand final place and possible spot in the Super League, because obviously that's the big aim uh, which Chris Bates' ladies are after playing in the Super League against the big team, the likes of Wigan uh, and Saints. Obviously, they're only the first season. They're still learning, uh, but they've got some great players in that team. Paul, we're hoping that you know next year it could be the time they compete at the very top level and we'll be there covering them on the Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. 
So obviously it's fantastic. Obviously Steph Gray, you know, one of the main sort of strike players in that in that side, clearly enjoying playing for Salford Devils. Yeah, and and all the the ladies players are, have have got their own sort of characters as well, haven't they? Now there's a there's been a few songs out there, hasn't there? Have been sung for the ladies, and everyone's getting to know who they are, and you know the the social media side, but the the club produce and the Devil in Detail podcast as well. We all get behind it, don't we? And um, we're making these ladies household names, aren't we? Now in the in the city, yeah. which is great to see. Um, I know we've both struggled, haven't we, with names sometimes, you know, whether it be the first team or the ladies team. We're getting everybody's name right now, I think, aren't we? So, so yeah, it's been enjoyable. And I think they've picked up from that. When we spoke to Chris, the coach, he said that, hasn't he? I think that they love listening to, you know, getting their names mentioned and, and the, the coverage they get. He must give them a massive buzz. And that's what sport's all about, isn't it? And, uh, and yeah, and inspiring, the, you know, the next generation of people. I mean, we've said it before. It's been great to see the amount of kids that have been at the Salford Games recently. And, that goes hand in hand. You've got young lads, young girls all getting involved in our sport. And obviously looking forward, Paul, uh, in the Nines, well, the Nines competition, the AJ Bell, is going to be a big moment. Hopefully so we can get the wild card. Yeah, do we know when that wild card is going to be announced, Rob? Because well, the, the, it's, it's been a while in the waiting. I was hoping, obviously, being at the AJ Bell would make sense for Salford to be in it, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it'd be great if it would. If it would, it would. You know, you'd think the RFL had missed a trick, really, if Salford didn't get. And that's not me just being biased, but you no, know, with the way things have gone this season and um, sort of the the um, the enthusiasm around the, the club, I think it'd be great to have us play in there and have a lot of homegrown sort of Salford support there in the crowd. I think it'd be a great day out. Yeah, and then in the semi-final of the League Cup, uh, where they faced Dewsbury Moore, played Dewsbury Moore in the league and won. So it's a good sign moving forward with it in the league. Obviously, semi-finals, different pressure, uh, but you're hoping Chris Bates' ladies can take that one step to the final. Yeah, they've been on a good roll in the Cup this season, haven't we? I mean, they got a the great win away at Hull, didn't they? Uh, Hulkings Row, as it was a few, excuse me, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I, I think that without... Jinxing them, I think their name could be on the cup this season. I really do. I think it's a great chance now. And as you said, they, they've already beat Jewsby in the in the league. But no, that doesn't count for nothing. That a cup tie is a cup tie, and it's, it's all on the day, isn't it? But the, you know, the confidence that's running through the team at the moment, you definitely uh, to be backing them to win that. Yeah, obviously, with a minute to go, uh, Paul. You know this this show has been all about rugby league and, and how exciting it is, and it's a really good time to sort of get involved in rugby league in the area. Yeah, it certainly is. It, it certainly is. Our, I know our listeners are probably a bit divided, aren't they, in the city of Solvent and around the, the, the area. You've got Swinton as well, who are, who are a good side. But I think we, we try our best, me and you, don't we, to, uh, to to keep both sides covered and we enjoy doing it as well. And let's hope they, they can both finish strongly this season now. You know, Salford can keep pushing on in the, the Super League and Swinton in the in the League One and hopefully they can get promotion as well. So uh, I think we'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on the sports zone. Yeah, that's what it's all about, the Sports Zone. We, 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 we provide the information for you, our listeners, to go out and support our local clubs, whether that be rugby league, football or anything else, ice hockey. Don't forget, you can catch us on every Tuesday and every Thursday on Salford City Radio. Big thanks for tuning in to this week's Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. I'm Rob Parkson and we'll see you next week for more Salford Sporting Chats. 